Three, mm -hmm. two, yes, one. Uh -huh. <laughs> Come on, let me start this. I think we did. I think that's the start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gateways to Cinema, uh, the spinoff of the podcast reboot already underway. The Law and Order Organized Crime. Oh, we have one. To the main podcast's Law and Order. Yeah, I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it okay. back. They're doing, it, they're, they're doing another Law and Order spinoff, so uh, it, was an easy, it was an easy choice. Uh, oh my god. Great. Whenever, whenever TV uh, comes back. Uh, whenever so TV 20, comes back, let's 22, play it safe and <laughs> just do a Law and Order show. Yeah, well, it works. I guess, I mean... People watch it, I assume. No. It's just a money laundering scheme for CBS. <laughs> Dick all. Wolf, that's a fake name <laughs> if I've ever heard one. Sure. <laughs> it's definitely not real. <laughs> anyway, uh, I am your host, Aaron Hahn, joined as always by Jacob Lacey. Yo. Yo. Yeah. 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 Pretty good. That's a pretty, pretty funny joke. <laughs> We're in rare form tonight. Oh, I don't no. know why. I, I don't know what's happening tonight. This is going to be a uh, episode, uh, and it is an episode of uh, Gateways to Cinema, a uh, podcast <laughs> where we uh, have a list. Uh, oh my! I, I've forgotten what how I introduced this. I have a list. I'm throwing you off. I'm too fast. There's I'm, I'm there's, juking. There's a hundred movies on it. Yes. I like these movies. Wait, you're telling me. Yes. There's a list with a hundred movies on it yes. that you like yeah. that I've never seen. That you have not seen. So then we're going to watch those movies one by one and talk about them. I'm going to rewatch them. Well, uh, yeah. And I'm you're going to watch, watch them. them for the first yes. time. And you're going to tell me what you thought of this movie yes. that I recommended to you. Yes. Um, these films are interesting introductions to the larger world of there cinema. There we go. There it is. Uh... <laughs> And this week, uh, yeah, we are, uh... I swear I, to God we're not drunk this week. <laughs> I, know, I know it sounds like it, we're really not. We're not, we're not. Uh, as we said at the end of last week's podcast, at the end of last week's Great Way to Cinema, uh, there's not a lot of movies coming out to tie these into, uh, but Jacob has started a new uh, video game uh, journey, um, one that was heavily inspired by the films of Akira Kurosawa, uh, so we decided to uh, look at one of his films uh, this week. So we are looking at uh, Yojimbo. Yo. Yeah, hence, yeah. hence the yo. Hence yeah, the yeah. yo. Just wanted yeah. to explain it for everyone. I, it's always best when you explain your jokes. Exactly. Yeah. People think it's funnier when you do that. I have heard that, yeah. yeah. I think it's funny that you thought it was a joke in the first place. Usually is how it goes. Right. Right. Anyway... <laughs> So, uh, how we usually start this mm -hmm. is, uh, you tell me what you knew going in, and, uh, give me your first impressions, uh. So, I knew nothing going into this, mm -hmm. but turns out, yeah. I knew everything going <laughs> into this movie. Yes, yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's Fistful of Dollars again. <laughs> well, I guess Fistful of Dollars was Yojimbo again, right, but, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what I that's what I held my tongue about uh, at the end of last week's <laughs> podcast as well. When I was like, I'm wondering how you're going to respond to this because, and then I stopped because I was like, I I was wondering how much you knew going in and whether you wanted to know. Right. Uh, but yeah, 
We had previously covered A Fistful of Dollars on this podcast. It's the same movie. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. There's some minor differences here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the better one. And I even like Fistful of Dollars quite a bit. But mm-hmm. I like this one a little bit more. Nice, nice. Just gotta say it. Uh, it's a little tighter, if, I, if I'm th- remembering correctly. I think Fistful of Dollars is just like 20 to 30 minutes too long. I think Maybe. it's like two and a half hours. I don't know for sure, but it's a little too long. I don't think it is that long. Um, I would assume it's... it's I, as, as far as I remember, it's the shortest of that trilogy. Okay. I might be wrong then. It is 99 minutes long, so pretty much... It's It's only an hour and 30 minutes? An I, I was not remembering correctly. 99. Okay, yeah, gotcha. I uh, I was not remembering correctly at all then. I don't know what I'm thinking. I mean, of. it might not be that. It, it could just be it feels longer to you. Right. Like the pacing is better in your Jimbo, in your opinion, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I really like this. I, I don't know if it's just because I am in that samurai mode. Because I've been right. playing Ghost of Tsushima a lot, mm-hmm. and just a lot of samurai games in general are just out right now. It's, I don't know why that's. I, yeah, I don't back, know why that's but, a popular genre right now. But, but I mean, I'm I, happy I can with guess it. based on you know what the the legacy of the samurai is that I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about. Kinda. Right. But, yeah, but uh, I really really enjoyed this. It's uh, it's also um, I think knowing uh, Seven Samurai. Mm-hmm. And seeing that before this, I was kind of expecting that more serious tone, but this is like almost more of a comedy, yeah. and even more of a comedy than Fistful of Dollars is. Mm-hmm. So I think that definitely helps it feel breezier too. Um, so I think that definitely helps it as well. Yeah, but, uh, it's it's a very funny movie. We were uh, we're both laughing yeah. along quite a bit. Um, that's always that's always good for me when I can hear you laughing along because I'm like, okay, all right, he is enjoying it at least uh, to a certain extent. Right, uh, right. So I know I don't have another like Robocop on my hands. That's how or... I felt when uh, we watched Grown Ups and you laughed, so. <laughs> yeah, let's put uh, Grown Ups and Yojimbo on the same uh, playing field. I mean, we're already putting them in the same playing field of this podcast. Yeah, that's right. Our, that's we our... have the slight differentiator that... Nobody who doesn't listen closely will understand. Right. Uh, I love this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, I didn't what, 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 do, what else do you want me to say about it? I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's, it's Fistful of Dollars, and that's part of the reason why I put it on this list, kind of, is... Mm-hmm. We watched this film in that Western film class I took in college. Mm-hmm. Um, as kind of uh, just, yeah, like a way of kind of viewing the western like in a non-west uh like a non-west version of the western uh like, right because the samurai movies obviously very heavily inspired films like a fistful of dollars yes so, um and you see a lot of the same like archetypes play in play uh in both genres mm-hmm. so we took a brief detour uh to watch uh, a couple uh samurai movies and then we watched like the american versions of them you know, okay. So we watched uh, Yojimbo and Seven Samurai, and then we went back to the West End to watch A Fistful of Dollars and The Magnificent Seven. So gotcha. we just kind of it was just kind of seeing those cultural differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish this class is so long ago at this point. I wish I remembered because <laughs> he he had this whole like um, explanation, kind of like oh, how it changes. Uh, 
because the samurai are like real historical figures, whereas the cowboys um, of movies are like completely fictionalized. Right. They're not. They don't really exist. Mm-hmm. It's basically you know America had like cowboys, but it wasn't anything like that. Right. And then they're like <laughs> in the grand old American tradition. We're just like building up this fantasy uh, culture for ourselves and being like, yeah, that's uh, that's who we are. <laughs> that's <laughs> ours now. Something that <laughs> never existed. <laughs> we just saw a samurai and we're like. We did that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't remember what that is anymore. Yeah. Um, so put e- it Email on right the- now. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him up on Letterboxd. He gave it five stars on Letterboxd. So uh, he's a big fan go. of this movie, uh, my professor. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't remember any of that. Um, so it's kind of weird putting both on the list now because we can't really talk about any of those differences because I forgot it all. <laughs> right. And the grand old college tradition of uh, forgetting everything you learned after you graduate. <laughs> and then I, if I remember correctly, I don't even think you watched Fistful of Dollars. No, I didn't. Yeah, Fistful we just talked Dallas. about this other week that I just did not rewatch Fistful of Dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely even lost that too. But I think it's still I think it's very much one of those films where I don't think it really loses much as a remake um or well no. uh, or not a remake but the one that inspired the remake watching both of them. No, I don't think so either. Because there's enough differences between the two as well mm-hmm. as both are like great in their own, you know, unique ways and uh right. in I like just kind of that generic story um, enough that I think it warrants watching both of these. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing when I was watching Seven Samurai and I like I texted you, I'm like, this is Bugs Life. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had this, like, Man, come to Jesus. Doesn't Kurosawa have any original yeah, ideas? Yeah, I know. Oh, God. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it, it's it it didn't lessen the experience for me knowing where it was going mm-hmm. because just and especially with this one and I I like Seven Samurai a lot too. That is one that I that does go on a little too long if I if I remember correctly. I I it's like three four years ago since we started. This. <laughs> it, it that one's a longer movie. That one's like closer to like three hours, I think. Not to say I have a short attention span, but... You do. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I uh, I don't even remember what my point was. I I liked it quite a bit. I I think this is um, one of the best ones we watched. How many many stars would you give it? Four and a half, right now. I I could give it five. I think this is one that if I rewatched it, Mm -hmm. I'd like it even more. Yeah. Um, So... I could, I could, I could see where the five's coming from. I, I think it's super good. I don't think there's a moment in this movie that I was bored or like, oh, you know, is this over yet? Right. It's entertaining all the way through. So. Yeah. yeah. And it also just has uh, so much going for it as far as the way it's shot and the way it's paced and, um, yeah, it's just it's great. Yeah, I'd be I'd be there with you. Four and a half stars, I think, sounds uh, just right for this. I uh, I don't, I don't want to give out five stars. To yeah. just anything. Right. You know? I gotta reserve that for the uh, Amityville 1992s <laughs> and Mannequin 2s of the world. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I gotta reserve that for whatever I gave five stars. I think yours are pretty uh, solid at this point, more or less. Mm. 
Yeah, sure. I don't know how to check that, but if I could, I would. <laughs> There's a way, but I think it's it's like a long route. You gotta go to like your overall stats and oh, click on God. the five stars. Oh, you're rating highest first. And all that. You know, I can't just give it to the to the inside Lewin Davises and the the Hail Caesars and the Hot Rods and uh, the Birds of Praise. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Never mind. They're worse than I thought. Will you send this podcast to your old professor? <laughs> I don't think he'd ever listen to it again. I think he tried to listen to the Fistful of Dollars one, yeah. and I definitely would have... I, I that was the know, wrong one. I didn't know. That was the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to that one. <laughs> Give me well, a second chance. Listen, there are good episodes and there are bad ones. Listen to the Grown Ups episode. Yeah, you'll, come on. Know. True cinema. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> That's what this episode is. Anyway, if you have not seen this movie, recommended by the both of us. Yes. Very good. Four and a half stars, we would both say. Definitely worth a watch. It's on HBO Max. Yes. I used HBO Max. You used HBO Max. He's an HBO Maxer. I'm a peacocker now. It's oh, uh... We don't need to get into this right now. We can save it for the end. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's also on Criterion Channel, which is, you know, the more worthwhile uh, streaming service to support, but, you know, not available on the PlayStation for whatever reason. Yeah, dumb. Hopefully PS5? Hopefully. Criterion? Yeah. Get in talks with Sony. Make it happen. Yeah. Also, Bow to Buster Scruggs. Where you at? I want that. All the Criterion executives listening to our (laughs) podcast... (laughs) We've got one. I, I think we need to start our own, like, uh, imprint where we just do all the movies that we covered on this show so oh. that we can really have grown-ups and Yojimbo side-by-side, side, you know? If we would get sued, I'd do that so quickly. <laughs> Within a heartbeat. Yeah. Oh, that's... Mm. There, anyway. there really needs to be one... You know, we have all these, like, Criterion Channel and, like, the, like, Arrow videos and all these kind of, like, imprints designed to, like, uh, preserve these lesser-known genre films and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, why do we not have one for bad movies that, you know, like... Yeah. Gives them a nice little collection, gives them, like, essays and new uh, commentary <laughs> tracks and all these Did, all this I, we fancy could uh, academic research. We could I, probably reprint Grown Ups. I, get, yeah. I bet it's not that expensive. Let's I reach bet, out to Adam Sandler directly. I bet Sony's just like, dude, just take it. Yeah. <laughs> You're good, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's my goal. Anyway, back on track. Uh, if you have seen this film or just don't care, we're going to talk about it now in depth with spoilers. Or if you've seen a fistful of dollars. Or if you've seen a fistful of dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm not really certain where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, again, being that it is a fistful of dollars. Uh, we've talked about this quite a bit already. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, let's, let's dig into it. Uh, let's get into the moment where I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it starts and, uh, you know, the music's... All right. We'll start there. Yeah. Score is amazing. Score is, yeah, fantastic. Like, one of the best I've heard in a movie. Yeah. So good. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, it's a very old school score where it's you know very much just like hitting those uh, emotional beats like really hard, you know. Like yes, absolutely. This is uh, this is the intensity of this particular scene, and it's just so great. It gets you in that mood. Like every yes. time he's like walking just out into the street, and that music starts playing. You're like, oh yeah, stuff's it's, about to go down. It's brassy. <laughs> it's got some swing to it, which yeah. is nice. Um, it's kind of like it's it's different for that type of film I guess and that might just be culturally that's just more what they do in those types of scenes but um yeah that swing was nice to it there were a couple scenes the one scene where he is crawling back to the restaurant owner yeah um there was a piece that like was so like you could it was so clearly inspired um, so clearly inspired a track from Star Wars, and I can't even, mm-hmm. I can't think of what it is, but I heard it, I'm like, that's like a Star Wars track, yeah. but I guess that makes sense with Star Wars being so inspired by Kurosawa films right. in general. Yeah. And we have a couple other moments like that. We obviously have, we have like the, the wipe pans, mm-hmm. st- which, uh, you know, Lucas drew from Kurosawa films as well as, uh, like old film serials and all that. Right. And then we have that scene where you like, for, oh, close to when he first arrives in town when he first like kills the first set of people yes he cuts right the arm off and the arm falls to the ground there it is it's, yep it's there the it is the same exact <laughs> shot uh that lucas would use in uh the moss isolate cantina so uh it's like yeah it, it there's it's definitely neat uh you know going backwards and uh yes. seeing where star wars uh originated from and, and being uh, like oh i see yeah, what you did you there know. okay <laughs> um and I suppose that's the, the, the good version of what Fistful of Dollars did. <laughs> or like they, Star Wars inspired by yeah. those films. Not just straight ripping them. And I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the Fistful of Dollars production was actually sued by uh, the Toho Film Company. Okay, so they didn't even yeah, get they, permission. Because they did not get permission. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So, yeah, it is very much a straight rip-off. There is um, something to be said there, I suppose, for, I don't know, Western uh, self-importance. We're like, ah, we can take this, who cares? I mean, I guess. I mean, it was an Italian production, too, oh, so it's like, no. you know. All right. <laughs> yeah, we gotta, we gotta attack the Italian uh, production company, not the, uh... <laughs> come on, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, For yeah. once, America was not oh, in the raw. Let's not even <laughs> dig into that. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I just do, I do want to say this real quick too, because this mm-hmm. was something that I noticed while watching it, yeah. and also while watching Seven Samurai. And I assume it's it's much more realistic how it's depicted in the movies, but I always think it's funny to play like. Uh, samurai type video games and mm-hmm. all the motions are so fluid and just like quick like sharp yeah. motions and he's just running at him with a <laughs> stick you know like yeah. it's so funny to me to, to watch like how it's evolved from like the, the 60s where it is just like he's just running at you with this sharp object you're dead <laughs> instead of like this cold calculated like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this and uh, yeah. oh I'm you know that's why I don't know. I thought that was interesting to see too. Yeah, and I mean I, that might be something that's specific to this film as well because it's very much like he's kind of you know, you know building up this uh, persona around himself 
uh, where it's not strictly just, you know, fighting them. It's just kind of like making himself yeah. into this mythic figure that they're this boogeyman that they're all scared of, essentially. Uh, so him running at them, you know, just yeah. like... And like... The one, the 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 one brothers, like, oh, this is one tough guy. You gotta watch out for him. It's so, like he just killed three guys who weren't even expecting him to come at him. He didn't do anything that crazy, <laughs> but just you're, yeah, you're right. The way he just psychologically toys with everyone, and he's right. like, I am. <laughs> yeah, what's your price? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Throws the money back. Oh god, <laughs> it's so fun to watch those types of scenes mm-hmm. in any movie, but I think they're like so well done here. Where it's like, he's clearly smarter than everyone else in that town. Yeah. And he's just messing with them. That's that's part of what I mean by, like, um, when I said I think it's worth watching, like, Fistful of Dollars and Yojimbo. Because I just, I love that plot structure. I just, I love the power dynamics at play in this story mm-hmm. and Fistful of Dollars. Where it's just like, you know, the lone man with the special skill comes into town. And he just messes with everyone. <laughs> It's it is it's just so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's very much kind of like that same like you know power fantasy that you know has now transferred into like the superhero movies where right. it's like you know you're the one who has the abilities to uh you know take down an entire town <laughs> essentially. <laughs> and it's just it, there is something so uh, so fun about watching that. Um, yeah, I. Uh... Gosh, yeah. And also, we mentioned it at the beginning, but it is just a very funny movie, especially near the back half, too. Mm-hmm. They they kind of lean more into it. I don't know if it's just that or if there's more of that one brother character who's just an <laughs> idiot, but he's hilarious. Yeah. Um, the whole scene where he's like, well, there's no other choice. Going to have to have, convince him to help you carry it. So good. It so, is so good. good. That, that whole sequence. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> where he's like, there might be ghosts in the cemetery. <laughs> he's like, well, where are these ghosts? They only show up to scaredy cats like me, not you. Sorry, dude. He's like, oh, all right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, definitely great comic relief. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, really well acted, too. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where a lot of movies from this era, I guess, feel super overacted. And I don't know if it's just because that I, I don't speak the language. Maybe I can't tell the difference. But you know what I mean, right? Like, sure. early uh, 50s and early 60s movies have this sort of Meryl Streep quality to them. <laughs> that's the way you want to put it. <laughs> but, like, I'm just saying Meryl Streep's, like, the last hangover of that era, I feel like, you know? <laughs> sure. Sure, sure. Um, sorry, Meryl Streep fans. I have more power to you. You're really, uh, yeah, losing our Meryl Streep audience of just you know casually cutting out. She's not bad. I don't think she's uh, a bad actress. I just it's not. We're losing too many demographics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, considering the last two of our films have been. What what was the one before that? What was the one before? We had Crimson Tide in the Crimson in the Tide, mix. okay. okay. Which, yeah, so we got the dads with grown-ups and yeah, <laughs> Crimson yeah, yeah. Tide, and then we, we lost, lost them with the two foreign language we, films yeah, two in foreign, they'll, they'll fall asleep in the middle of the day watching a foreign language film. They're dads. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta read up! <laughs> um, I don't know if... if um, Sorry, I'm making like weird points now, but I'm no, just, I'm just curious. It. This is all we like ever do. Yeah. 
um, like the translation mm-hmm. felt like pretty like I don't know, like pretty modern, I guess. And I don't know if they like redo translations over time, mm-hmm. um, because some of the like just the colloquialisms and ways they spoke, I'm like. I mean, obviously, that's not how they were speaking in the movie, but the right. way it was translated, yeah, no, I, I thought was that. kind of the the way it was localized. I suppose I don't yeah. know if they do relocalizations. I I'm not certain. I I would assume the version uh, uh, that we watched was the Criterion. Just they just took the subtitles from when Criterion uh, does it, and I right. believe Criterion typically um, does their own translation. Really? For, okay. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of their foreign films. Um, I'm not certain about that fact. Um, but I believe so. Uh, so yeah, I do think it would at least be as modern as when they put this out, which would have been a few years right. ago. But obviously, and then not that like the that. '60s were like the '30s or anything. No. but like I mean, still. But it's also I, still the '60s uh, imitating. Uh, I, I assume this is like mid 1800s. That's sort of. I didn't. I couldn't pin like a time period until he pulls that gun out, and then I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah it's I obviously um, past the point when guns, uh, when we, like you know, small pistols that size were uh, mm-hmm. common. Or not exactly common, like he's the only one in the film that has it. But I'm trying to remember if this is supposed to take place in the era, like after kind of like the samurai were like, you know, basically disbanded in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't remember if that's the, like the setup, like now that the samurai have gone away, now he's just kind of like a wanderer, like they're the, they're the guns for hire. I would assume, thing. yeah. Um, I don't remember if that was the the setup or not, or if they're just like, yeah, no, he's a he's a Ronin, he's just wandering and, uh, you know, going uh, wherever well, he, uh, wherever the stick falls. Let's do something that we've, we've never, never done, done on this podcast. A little uh, bit of research. A little bit of research. <laughs> when were the samurai abolished? I guess. Sure. Is that the suggestion? Uh, disbanded was like six down. 1868. <laughs> yeah, so presumably around the same yes, time. Yes, around the same time. They don't they don't establish in the movie, but um, we can assume, I guess, because that would you know yeah make sense more or less that now these samurai are just wandering around and being you know essentially. I mean, they were always kind of guns for hire, but in right. more of like a. <laughs> Structural, uh, right? Way, they were like, like the police force almost. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Ace, a, ASAB. All samurai. Are oh bastards. no! <laughs> oh no! What are you doing? What are you doing to this podcast? I don't know. <laughs> are you not? Are you not learning any samurai history from your video game? Uh, is uh, it not authentic? Or I mean, it's not super. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima isn't like super historically based. It's very much like place and time. Like this is just sort of what happened with these characters who are not real. I assume. <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. I played Neo. Yeah. All of those people were real people, and I'm like, what? I was just playing it one day, and my girlfriend was sitting next to me, and she's just like, oh yeah, okay. Is this is this historically based? I'm like, no, it's not. She just looks it up. She's like, yeah, actually, everyone was real. I'm like, whoa. You feel a lot differently about killing them now, don't you? Well, they had demons. So. <laughs> oh, okay. They had yokai. Are we sure that's not uh, historical as well? Depends on what you believe, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Anyway, Yojimbo. <laughs> yeah. I, take take over. What what did you notice this time watching anything? I think one of my... I, uh, well, everything that just always strikes me about this movie is uh, just how, like, gorgeous it is. <laughs> the cinematography is, like... I think that's one of the primary reasons why I think... Um, it, there's no problem watching this in Fistful of Dollars because it's very much like a, it's such a, a technically like masterful film yeah. that um, it's worth watching from like that aspect alone. You know, just um, th- that was like another thing uh, we were like talking about in the class um, was like how like purposeful um, Kurosawa's uh, camera movements are, mm-hmm. like. You know, when he, like, you know, follows the action, you know, it's all with, like, intent. It's all to, um, you know, uh, to give off this feeling, uh, to convey something important, all, you know, all this stuff. And then yeah. they, we were watching, like, some video someone did of this, like, showing these purposeful camera movements and they, and they compared it to the Avengers and like showing the cinematography in the Avengers I'm like yeah anything's gonna look bad against yeah. Avengers but poor Joss Whedon putting that up against Kurosawa like, <laughs> you know, that's that's the thing I feel like that's like a lot of like film people's trump card it's like ah they don't make them like they used to and it's like look at Avengers I'm like look at any movie from 1961 that's not a Kurosawa movie. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's there's certainly tears. Yeah. And Yojimbo is much more of an artful film than Avengers is. <laughs> it's such a weird argument to make. <laughs> oh, God. But they do have a point in that there is something just so yes. like, kind of like awe-inspiring about watching that camera move so like gracefully and purposefully. Uh, right. Not to, not to say they're wrong about that. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. There, there's certainly tears to what you're arguing here, dude. Oh my God. Was it a YouTube video? I don't know. YouTubers. <laughs> Scum of the year. <laughs> Man, we're losing so many crowds this episode. I, some YouTubers are good. But most of them? Mm. I don't want to make a blanket statement. There's a lot of bad ones. I don't, is that even controversial? I don't think it is. I don't think that's controversial. I, uh, I mean, you're, uh, you're conditioning it so much that it's not controversial anymore. Perfect. Just be like, there are some bad YouTubers and there are some yeah. good ones. Like, yeah, that's going to be true of like, any profession. Perfect. That's the, <laughs> that's the line I want to ride. I love that. The good people on both sides. Uh, well, hey, let's I, not. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, yikes. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, you know. Uh, but that's. Moving to another point. Yes. Uh, going back to, like, the, the guy with the gun. That's, like, another mm-hmm. part of this movie I really like is kind of that, you know, compared to the to the American version of this where the gun is, like, the, the skilled weapon. That's what the cowboy carries around. That's how he proves uh, himself as this force to be reckoned with. Right. In this uh, movie... The guy wielding the gun, we're like, we know he's he's scared. He has yeah. the gun because he's not as skilled as our exactly. as a hero. So, uh, I I think it's an interesting contrast in that way. Um, you know, just kind of, and the, it's so obviously so cathartic when he just takes out the guy with the gun. You know, just yeah. throws, throws a little the knife, <laughs> a little so knife in his arm. <laughs> oh my god. 
Um, and uh, it's really cool because, especially in like the American version, where that character in particular has an RPG instead, you know he's scared. Yeah. Why I mean, you need that big RPG, dude? That's the Western version where it's like you just get a bigger gun. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Uh, if Aaron's a uh, film professor is listening, I'm joking. I did watch the movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just... Uh, there's not really uh, too much to say. Oh, I do want to mention the scene. Because I think it's just... Again, it plays into that. He's so much smarter than everyone else. And like he, he's so self-assured in his skill. Mm-hmm. Where he... Uh, they're going to uh, check up on the woman who was kidnapped. I don't know the, the name. Um, but they're going to check up on her. And uh, oh, he's like, hey, shouldn't you beat that guy up? The dummy runs off and tries to beat him up. He's like, whoa, they're all dead. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, I gotta go tell everyone. And then just makes quick work of them. And it's so quick. He's like, no, nah, it's not believable. <laughs> he has to destroy everything in the place. And then it's he goes so back and he's like, funny. there must have been 15 or 20 guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's such a good scene. That's probably my favorite scene in this movie. Because he just stands there for a moment and he's just seeing it in your face. He's like, I did good. Wait. <laughs> like, a little too good. <laughs> exactly. It's so good. Yeah, this movie's amazing. I, I cannot recommend it enough if you're interested in this type of... Uh, Storytelling, and I think just about everyone would be. It's a very, very simple story, but one that's told so well. Mm-hmm. Don't know how you couldn't be into this. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it, I think it's a very, it's a very accessible movie and a very, uh, you know, well-made movie. So definitely worth a watch for anyone uh, <laughs> who hasn't seen it yet, and anyone kind of trying to expand their film horizon. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a good start. Absolutely. You, kind of have that baseline of it's it's a it's a western movie but it's you know and that's i think if you were convinced that i wasn't going to like this i think that would be a smart thing to do or if you know somebody who has seen a fistful of dollars mm-hmm. and then you're like hey watch this movie and you don't have to tell them but just kind of lean in and be like it is like a western just watch it and yeah. then i think that would be kind of a good way to get the foot in the door and that type of thing i mean as much as people like westerns nowadays because i mean that's kind of a dying <laughs> genre as well more or less i could see it coming back i mean i don't know I, I... it's very much it's a genre where um after i took that class that class i completely changed my mind about westerns i used mm-hmm. to think they were one of the most boring uh genres of film uh, before I took that class and then after I, I think I've explained this before after I saw that class I took that class I was like this is this is like the greatest genre like everything's connected so now like every <laughs> single movie I see I connect to the western now where I'm like right. everything is a western <laughs> so I yeah I think in a way the western has come back mm-hmm. but definitely not in the same Way you know, I'm I'm sure my film professor would be like, well, they're not quite westerns because they're missing these key elements right. or whatever. But, but I mean, even just that time period, or even I don't know. I, I think there's you know things come in waves. Obviously, yeah. We'll 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 see them again. We'll have a whole uh, you know. Uh, nostalgia for uh, the era where America was great, right? Uh-huh. And, uh... <laughs> oh God, Aaron, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> 
<laughs> You're trying to give me ulcers. <laughs> That's my goal. That's my goal on the oh podcast. Oh my god. It's so upsetting. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, we we do have uh, a few more westerns on this list that we're going to cover. Um, oh yeah, okay, yeah, we do. So Sorry, I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll return to this whole conversation about that class uh, again because there's some of my uh, there's one of my favorite films of all time, which is a western coming up, and then I think there's a few others still, um, and then there's also some more Kurosawa films as well. Uh, right, not. Samurai, not like the same uh, Seven Samurai and uh, Yojimbo, but right. All right, but we'll return to some of these points uh, at a future date, I guess. Um, but we're not going to do that next week because next week we're hopping back to your list. And yeah, we well, are, we got to rank it first. We got to rank, rank it first. All right, come on. I don't know how this thing is structured. I thought that was a good segue, and now you're well, it is a good ruining segue, it. But you and, wasted uh, it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, Aaron, but you wasted it. Well, I have mine ranked already. That's what I was yeah. doing. Okay. So I have it ranked thirteenth. Okay. Okay. Uh, behind The Exorcist, mm-hmm. and ahead of The Big Lebowski. Mm. Again, it's one that I think on a rewatch. Yeah, I'm. It could just skyrocket it for me, so I want to. I want to place it conservatively right now, but I mm-hmm. think it might rock it. Okay, that's it's pretty high. I because uh, I'm gonna put this thirty uh, eighth. I think behind gotcha. the Big Lebowski, ahead of Fright. Hey, whoa, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, these last few ones. I mean, ever since Children of Men, I'm like, oh yeah, these are good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just because they look good in comparison to Grown Ups. Uh, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> that's quite possibly. But yeah, <laughs> we got through most of like the more uh, like questionable entries on the list at this point. True. I think there's still a few coming up where you might be like, "Why did you put it on the list?" And I'll be like, "I do not know." Anymore. I don't remember why I did this. <laughs> the Crimson Tide effect, and then you rewatch it, and you're gonna be like, "Yeah, it was pretty good." That's yeah, fine. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we are uh, not doing my list next week. We're doing yours. No, we we're are. doing my list next week. Mm-hmm. And guys, remember, there's no movies coming out right That's now. true, that's true. Except for this little film called Save Yourself, which I was looking up. Sure, it's I sort of you might have made this up. But. I made it up. I said, did I say I made it up? And then I looked it up. <laughs> I looked it up. It's a uh, sort of sci-fi uh, comedy sort of apocalyptic film now this isn't a comedy apocalyptic film Mm -hmm. um but it is a horror apocalyptic film okay and one you haven't seen sure and also sorry dads we're losing you again we're watching wreck next week (laughs) okay a record odd tie-in i've never heard it pronounced it's the only one that had any tie to an apocalyptic event really (laughs) uh i mean sure yeah we'll we'll try it go for it Wreck. Wreck. Record, maybe? I've never heard it said out loud, how people say it. Sure. I've just seen it written like it is on the... We'll just make something up. Okay. That sounds it's, fine to it's me. A, it's our podcast. Uh. It's our <laughs> podcast, and I'll cry if I want to. Please don't cry in our podcast. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, directed by the same person who did Veronica. I didn't even realize. I think I knew that before I watched Veronica, but I've never, I've never seen this movie. Um, I've never seen the American version of it, um, so I'm pretty much going in uh, blind uh, on this one beyond knowing that it's just it's like a recognizable film in the genre. Right. Um, 
is basically all I know about it at this point. Got some history with this one, so we'll we'll talk about it next week. We'll get into Not it. Not like deep history, but there's history. <laughs> um, yeah, so join us next week. We're going to talk about a little horror film called Wreck. So watch it. Don't yeah. watch the dubbed version. I almost did that. I had to mm. rent this twice when I watched it. Right. Because I accidentally rented the dubbed version. Subs, not dubs. Exactly. That's, exactly. that's us. That's our podcast. It makes it even worse because, like, in a horror movie, you can sometimes, like, look away. Mm. But you can if you gotta read. You can if you gotta read. Yeah. Wow. There's a moral in there somewhere. Or <laughs> <laughs> wrapping things up. We don't have time. Uh, uh, if you want to find us around the web, you can find Jacob at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. You can find him at Jake Lace on Letterboxd. He does reviews on there. You can read. Um, is that it? That's, yeah. that's all. That's about it. Uh, if you want to find me around the web, you can find me at Honest Opinion on Twitter. You can find me at myhonestopinion.com or Honest Opinion on Letterboxd, where I also do reviews. Um, and if you want to find the podcast around the web, you can find us uh, on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, you can give us a like or a follow if you uh, like what we say. Yeah. Yeah. Join us next week. Get ready to get your pants scared off. Yeah. Your pants scared off. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> oh, my. <It's... laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> but until then, don't think it. Whatever Jacob was thinking just now, uh, don't think it. <laughs> don't say just it. Do your bye-bye, man. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Jacob just said right now, don't say that. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Bye-bye, man. Bye-bye. <laughs>